Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tepper. My co-host today, I guess you're my co-host every day. I don't know why I'm just specifying that it's also today, is the man they call Josie, Andrew Josie Utz. We've never had another co-host on the show, so... Thank you, Greg. Happy happy to be here today. Thank you for choosing me. <laughs> I guess we're I guess you know we're we're getting we're getting notes from the executives about whether or not this podcast is is going well. Um, this is the Rylacast, the official podcast of of uh, Camp Ryla, this Rotary District fifty eight ten. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Coming up here in just a little bit, we've got a great interview uh, with uh, Kristen Helmberger uh, live on tape from Los Angeles. You know what they call that? They call it the City of Angels. Live on tape. Sorry, I got hung up. Live on yeah. tape from the City of Angels. Well, it's kind of true. That is true. All the, all those things are true. Um, okay, uh, I guess we can pull back the curtain a little bit. We're recording this on on um, in in the middle of March. Um, my question for you, and this is one of those questions that I'm doing for the sake of 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 I'm only asking it because I know the answer, but for the sake of the the you know podcast have you gotten a COVID 19 vaccine yet i have <gasps> wow have you i have i've got Whoa. i've got at, at this point i'm between i'm between shots uh i got my first one uh i got a little bit of the a little bit of the sore arm mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that but uh but obviously it's a it's a positive thing uh my wife is a teacher and so she got one as well um and and uh joni works in in uh, in the medical field right right so she's she she was like front of the line she was like pushing everybody out of the way and just (laughs) throwing her arm in front of a nurse right right yeah if everyone if anyone knows joni they know that she's throwing punches to get to the front okay and and i do not mean to make this political because it's not political Mm -hmm. but one thing that i think is interesting is recently the the president said that um he he opened up the the types did you see this did you hear about this kev um the types of people who can give vaccinates who who can who can vaccinate i did so it used to be obviously like for example mine my shot was given to me by uh it looked like it was an, it was an emt it was a guy who worked for uh like the city that i got the the shot at okay um so you got it from like a nurse or some i had a, like, like a pharmacist Okay, like a pharmacist, yeah. Um, that those are who were doing it. Uh, the the president expanded it, so now it's like medical students. Okay, good. Okay. I like that. Uh, like uh, there was there was a couple of other. Oh, uh, um, dentists, mm. dentists, uh, and veterinarians can now give you the COVID nineteen vaccine. Okay, which got to tell you, first of all. I think yes. I think we need to be as flexible as we can and, and and go out there and you know, we need all hands on deck for this vaccination effort. Right. You know? And so if you know how to safely operate like a needle, like I would have no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. But like a veterinarian does, you know, give shots. So right. yeah, I support that. That's number one. Number two, you want to talk about an opportunity for dentists to rehabilitate their image. <laughs> right? Like, right. Like 
think about think about how like think what do you think is the approval rating of dentists right now? You know, probably not too high. Well, I would bet it's lower than doctors. Yeah, yeah. But because nobody likes going to the dentist, I know I don't like going to the dentist, and so. But if you get your COVID nineteen vaccine from a dentist, isn't that going to be like you know what, Doctor Brown? Yeah, he goes out there and he scrapes my teeth and he makes my mouth bleed, but uh, also, but he, also gave me the vaccine. Yeah, he saved me. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was my first thought. My first thought is like, man, what a win for dentists. <laughs> like, like, like if if I was a dentist, I would be like, come on in, get your teeth cleaned, and with and and with every teeth cleaning, you get a free COVID nineteen vaccine. <laughs> that's a that's a good selling point. Um, I'm sorry, I was distracted because I didn't know if you wanted to hear my. my it, I'm a little. Of weird, course, I do. Okay, Josie. I'm a little weird. So my my fun dentist story. I know, like fun dentist story. I, I just up, blacked out. I'm sorry. What? Right. <laughs> I actually fell asleep in the dentist chair as a child. Like, what kind of sociopath are you? I know. I. Like, I apologized to the dentist when I woke up, and she was like, are you kidding me? That's, like, the best compliment anyone could ever pay me. And that's, like, my fun story I tell at virtual <sighs> parties. Like, uh, <laughs> virtual parties. Um, those are the types of type parties we're having right now. Um, that is incredible. Like, I mean, I, I fell asleep when I was – I mean, I, was, I fell asleep when I was getting my wisdom teeth out, but, like, mm-hmm. that's by design. Right. No, this was just, I was really tired. I refused the gas and uh, I, was, wow. I was staring at the ceiling panels, making shapes out of them. And uh, next thing I know, she's tapping me on the shoulder saying, yeah. hey, we're all done. Yeah, I, I have, I, you and I have very different <laughs> dental experiences then because it is a, let me tell you, when I go to the dentist, that is a white knuckle ride. <laughs> I am not having it. Uh, this is the Ryla cast. I promise you we're not just talking about dentists or, or, or Lassie's doctor giving you the COVID-19 vaccine. Or are uh, we? We will, we, Stay will, tuned. we will talk with Kristen Helmberger coming up here at the back half of the show. But first, uh, uh, Josie has been commissioned to take over the first segment of the podcast. And so here with the first segment of the podcast, it's Josie. Well, thank you, Greg. And I was, when you tasked me with this task, I was a little nervous. No. I started, I, I looked far and wide for article ideas. And some friends of mine uh, sent me over the name Alan McDonald. I don't know if that name rings a bell for you. Let me, well, yes, no, I'm not <laughs> typing that into Google. Well, you're before you the, type that into Google. Oh, Alan, Mac, you mean Alan McDonald? Uh, oh my gosh. You mean former QPR player, Alan McDonald? Not quite. It's my favorite soccer team. Two L's. Oh, um, well, that's no fun. Uh, <laughs> that's less, that's less fun. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to zone out now. Go watch some Alan McDonald highlights on YouTube for my beloved QPR. I'll, I'll let you know when we're back. Um, and unfortunately, Alan McDonald passed away this past week at the ripe old age of 83. Hmm. Um, Alan McDonald is known as the, for lack of a better term, whistleblower engineer for the Challenger, um, catastrophe. Oh, I watched, um, there was a, a Netflix documentary or Netflix documentary series. And he, that's, that's where I know that name. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I did not know the name. 
um, but that's where today's big article comes from, Mm -hmm. is NPR. And I thought I'd bring this up because, um, you know, Alan... Alan said no. Alan worked for uh, Morton Thiokol, which was the engineering company that built those rocket boosters um, that took the the space shuttle into space. Mm-hmm. And there are these little O-rings. I say little. They're probably really big, um, which is like a rubber gasket that would prevent the super bad um, explosive gas from leaving the fuel tank. Mm-hmm. And they had been known, those O-rings had been known to, to be a little bit brittle and frail at any temperature below 53 degrees. Yeah, I was going to say, like, whenever it's cold, um, I remember, you know, again, it's me, guy who watched a Netflix documentary series, so I know everything about the Challenger. But yeah, I, I seem to remember it, one of the big problems being that it was cold the day they launched. Right. And so it was cold as in, like... 30 degrees cold, 23 degrees colder than the coldest they've ever seen these things operate. And um, it was Alan's job to basically say no to the launch. And when it came to that time, the night before, Alan signed a sheet of paper that said, no, we're not doing this. Um, Ultimately and unfortunately, he was overruled um, by managers at uh, Morton Thiokol and NASA people in charge of the launch. Um, and you would think like, what a valiant effort um, to, for, for Alan to stand there and say, you know, Hey, this is unsafe. I know we got a lot riding on this launch, but I, I can't do this. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. Um, well, then at a presidential commission investigating the uh, catastrophe, Someone said, you know, hey, these these Morton Thiokol's, Thiokol engineers said, you know, hey, we're good to go. And uh, old Alan was in the audience. I don't know if audience is the right term, but he raised his hand and said, no, sir, you have that incorrect. And so for a second time, stood up and, and basically said what was going on. Um, so he was heralded as as someone who really stood up for his values. And I think that that brings up. Um, an interesting point when it comes to leadership um, related to ethics, that the likelihood of you or I stopping something like a space shuttle launch in our careers is not too likely. Let me tell you, if it comes down to me, things have gone, (laughs) we have run out of people. Right, right. Um, But I... You know, I, I know in, in our previous episode or next episode, I don't know what order this is, the little peek behind the curtain, um, <laughs> we're talking about uh, optimistic, thinking optimistically and thinking realistically. You know, and on the one hand, you can say, well, what good did Alan McDonald do if the launch ultimately persisted? Well, what Alan McDonald did was then launch his career or continue. I mean, he was already working for the the engineering firm or engineering company for 26 years before the, the launch. Um, but then he just spoke vehemently about the importance of ethics in engineering. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to, to have these real world examples. And especially as someone who lived from our circles in relative anonymity, um, you know, whether he's a QPR shares a name with a, a QPR player, Sure. 
QPR uh, legend. QPR legend. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's it it's the importance of standing up for what is right. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I know, I know, I'm gonna get into your segment, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a quote oh, that God. Alan McDonald or Al McDonald. You better not take mine. I'm not gonna take yours. Okay. I hope I don't take yours. <laughs> um, in this NPR article. Uh, someone said, what we should remember it about Alan McDonald is he would often stress his laws of the seven R's. And it was always, always do the right thing for the right reason at the right time with the right people. And you will have no regrets for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and I think that it, it kind of... <sighs> It kind of goes down to the the fact that I think that leadership needs to be judged on process and not result. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. That 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 great leaders are people who 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 focus in on on making sure they have the right kind of process, knowing that it will lead to good results more often than not. Um, and 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 sometimes it, you know that, that with Alan McDonald, I think that's a perfect example of a guy who who had a good process. He did what he could. The fact that it did not result in 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 him saving the day, so to speak. Um, that is not an indictment on him. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, you can only go so far. He went through his process processes and, and came through and, and, and did, you know, did what he believed was right. And the fact that it didn't work out is not on him. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I think, and I think a lot of times we can, you know, we can, we can look at a situation where a, with a leader and say, well, did they accomplish their goal or did they not? And, if the answer is no, then the leadership was a failure. And if the answer is yes, then the leadership was a success. I think a lot of I think there are a lot of failures that happen uh, despite the the best efforts of the leader. And I also think there are a lot of successes that happen in spite mm-hmm. of leadership. You know what I mean? Yes, that's a good point. And so that's an interesting an interesting parable, so to speak, is uh, of that is is that. You you judge, and especially with when you're dealing with, with something like ethics, so from in leadership, you should be judged on 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 your your process and and what you do there, and not necessarily on what it results in. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout out Alan McDonald, uh, rest in peace. Right this week, right this week, this, uh, March sixth, right. March sixth. Uh, yes, a, uh, a a a man who a man who who who. Uh, let's just say he, he, he did his best to practice ethical leadership and, uh, the fact that it didn't work out should not necessarily be a pox on him. So there you go. Good job, Josie. That was very good. Thank you. Let's keep the good train going and let's go live on tape to Los Angeles where we talked with Kristen Helmberger. Here's our conversation with Kristen Helmberger here on the Rylacast. Back here on the Rylacast with our big special guests, we go live, and by live I mean on tape, to beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Okay. To talk with our very special guests, we're joined by Kristen Helmberger. Hi, Kristen. Yeah. Like when when I edit this, do you want me to edit in like applause? Yeah, I want a crowd behind me. Ah, you know, to, I'll try to go find like the sitcom, like, so, like, <laughs> no, sound. not a laughing track. I don't want a laughing track. Or like they could do like the uh, whenever like two characters kiss on the sitcom, they go like, ooh, 
Maybe I'll find that one. <laughs> what sitcoms are you watching, Tupper? I'm just saying, like, if you go watch, like, Boy Meets World. Oh, that's fair. No, I see you. Know what I'm I got you. Yeah, I got you. Anyway, um, hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing great, Tupper. And it's funny because you said very sunny, but it's been raining. Well, it's sunny right now, but it's been raining all week. And we got a 10-minute hailstorm like two days ago, and it was the most wild thing I've ever seen. I haven't seen hell in forever, and it was literally only 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we've brought you on for a number of reasons. First of all, because we need to class up this joint. And secondly, uh, we'll, we'll start We'll start this co- because you are the second Helmberger we've had on, on the Woo-hoo. podcast. You are uh, – now, that doesn't mean you're necessarily second ranked. Um, it's fine. It's know. whatever. But – uh, we did have your sister Stephanie on uh, in a pod in a past podcast. We'll start this conversation the way that we start all of these conversations, which is I'm going to ask you for your Ryla story, how you got involved, and uh, what it is you would say you do here. Um, okay, well, my Ryla story starts back. Um, well, I guess before even camp, my dad's been involved with Rotary for forever, and he's always been involved with things in our community, so it wasn't anything weird or different that he was involved with Rotary. And I had two older siblings that went through camp, um, a sibling that was an alternate that never made it. And then when Stephanie and I applied, I actually, in when we applied in 2011, um, she was selected to go for farmer's school. And our friend was also selected and I was an alternate. Because um, farmer's school only did two and they usually sent a girl on a guy but no guys applied so they were sending two girls um so that's very interesting i wasn't initially uh selected to go and then i attended the rotary meeting where duff showed up and was talking about uh camp for everybody and one thing led to another and the student who had went who had gone the year before us he was like you both need to go speaking to me and Stephanie. And I was like, cool, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. And I believe, from my understanding, Duffy told Farmersville that if they came up with the money, um, that a third spot would open up for me. And I ended up going. And it was awesome. Per usual. And I was in Beth Anderson's cabin. I was Ooh, uh, in wow. her first group. Yeah. When okay, she, drawing, you're, you're drawing a strong hand there <laughs> out of the gate, you know? <laughs> well, it was her first year as a counselor. And uh, she was my counselor, Kevin Fora, and uh, Steve Melton was my uh, co-counselor. And as they say, the rest is confetti. Um, I've been involved. I was in ACA the next year and then have been on staff, you know, so on, uh, on and off. And then... I was a counselor in training for the first time in 2019. And then um, I was a counselor for Riley this past year. So. Okay. So you've, you've <laughs> been, you've been a mainstay in, in the Ryle organization basically ever since you were, you were a camper. And, and so what, I mean, we, we, we mentioned that, that you're out in, in LA. Um, mm-hmm. uh, why are you in LA for people who don't know? What do you, what, what's your deal? Um, I am a video editor for Moda Trend Studios. So yes, Moda Trend, like the magazine, we have um, the studio side of it where they do original content. Um, but my department falls under the things that you see on social media or um, on their website that's not 
original their original TV show. Um, I've been in LA for almost four years now, and uh, I've been working with Motor Trend, I believe, for about two and a half. But I make videos over cars, and it's so cool. First, first and foremost, I should just state for the record. We're very pro magazine and print media on this <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, this is everybody. Please buy print media, please. Um, and uh, so there's job. And so you are you 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 do this cool job doing doing social media video and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. We talk a lot about like the things that people take from from Ryla and pe- things people take from from camp. Um, is there is there a way that you can describe for us that you would say you you utilize the things that you took from Ryla in in what you do today and in the uh, the big girl job that you have? Yes, I will say Ryla as a logo goes step out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, moving away from home, moving out of state is a really huge deal, um, and Ryla helped me. I guess with the confidence and the risk to do that, it just, like I had, let me see if I can clear this up. I had the support of Ryla and in the sense of I could ask someone for advice on resumes or like I've even like, you know, John Warder does, uh, is a content creator and I asked him for advice on programs and how to apply for jobs. And he was out here. Um, Ryla just helped me take that risk, gave me the confidence that I needed to be able to do this. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing that Ryla gave me about my big girl job out here. So then, you know, you know, you're somebody who, you know, you, you're not down the street from Ryla. Um, you're, uh, 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 it's a bit of a haul for you. To, if you like, if you and I wanted to meet in person, um mm-hmm. right now like if we met halfway it would be arizona probably is that right uh i think so yeah arizona yeah, new mexico so we eastern up, new we eastern, eastern yeah we'll meet in flagstaff that's cool um we'll get a torta the <laughs> um but so I, I and for me this was a personal uh, uh, situation for me that when i went off to college and i went to college out of state that caused me to to in some ways disconnect from ryla um, obviously that has not been the case for you. What is it that keeps you coming back? The people, 100%. Um, the environment to it. Like we've all talked about it. Taking a week off and just disconnecting from the world and focusing on these students and these people who are our next leaders and giving to them what was given to you, um, that is 100% a reason why I come back and why I dedicate time and effort to continue this program. Okay. Two more questions for you here. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. with Kristen Helmberger here on the Ryla cast. It's called a reset. Um, I want to ask you if you have something you would like to plug. That's something we do here on the Ryla cast. If there's something that you, that you, uh, that you think more people should know about, I'm going to leave that purposefully vague. Uh, what, what is, what is your plug? Oh, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you said what more people should know about. And then literally 5,000 things just jumped to my head from TV shows to music to um, apps. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, get, uh, I'll give you three. How about that? Give me three. Okay. 
Um, this is a plug that people are going to know I'm going to do um, to stream Women in Music Part 3 by Hyam. It's one of the best albums I've ever heard. It's a sister band and they're local to LA. They're nominated for a Grammy, um, but their music is very raw and it's talks about depression. Like one of them really suffers from depression. I feel like that's something that everyone can relate to um, from, from this past year. So it's a, just a great album to rock album to mellow out to. Um, then my second one would be you've bullied your way into three plugs i hope you know that <laughs> i did i did um my second one would be therapy in general whether it's able to go to therapy because of your insurance trying out an app um i actually tried out talkspace before i started seeing my therapist which is a nice stepping stone you can text her call your therapist and it's less like scary mm -hmm. uh if you're trying to break into the therapy world or i also follow a lot of instagram accounts that are run by therapists and they always like post little things and i think those are just very clever reminders that it's nice to have in your your daily mm -hmm. life and then <laughs> my third one that i've bullied for after saying that people should go to therapy <laughs> is um I lost it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Into the ether. I was going to say, like, having... I was going to say feeling your feelings, which I guess comes from my first two references. Mm -hmm. of I have, and this is hilarious, and I've tweeted about it before, but I have a playlist called Songs to Sob in the Car To. And... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. I hope you know I'm not laughing. No. At, I'm laughing at the title and the bluntness no. of the title and the beauty of the title and not the idea no. of you crying in your car. No, it's it's a way for me to feel, feel my feelings, whether, um, and I used to do this on the way home from work. Like if I just had a really tough day at work or if things were going on and I just needed to let some feelings out, I have a playlist of songs that trigger me to cry. And just get a nice, solid cry out on the way home. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I feel better and I go about my day. Um, it's mostly songs from musicals that, you know, have a whole story with it. So <laughs> I bet I can, let me, let me see if I can, now I've not seen this playlist. I've not seen this yeah. playlist. So I'm flying blind here. I bet mm -hmm. I can guess one. Cause I know there's one song that makes me cry every time. Yeah. It's a song from up. Oh no. Whoa. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like, Musical is Tepper, like oh, so it has to have words. Yeah. yeah, it has to have words. Like no, the theme from up, like, from the first ten yeah, minutes no, of up. Sad. It's awful. It makes you, yeah. it makes you cry. Feel your feelings, you know. Right. Um, yeah. If I ever need to do that, just that's a, the one. It's just a good, healthy cry, which you know people should do more often to let their feelings out. Um, <laughs> Boy, I don't know the last so time I, I cried. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not even a sense like if I need to cry, it could be like if I'm frustrated or angry um, and it's just a way to get emotions out. And then even like like a lot of the people who will be, the three people who are listening to this will probably guess that like there's a Hamilton song on there, you know, um, Mamma Mia, Little Women, Wicked. Uh, I think no cats though. <laughs> cats wow. is not on this playlist actually. Actually, I think the main sad song from Cats is on there. Um, Les Mis, you know. <laughs> um, okay. Only so me and Stephanie listen to it. <laughs> so one last thing. 
I, I asked you for something that you think most people don't know. And that is, um, you, you include a couple of things here, uh, which is very, which is very you, but, and I, I love you. I should say that. Um, but you said that you would prefer to eat cereal for every meal. And, and, and I think that that's a, that's a bold stance and a courageous stance to take. And now I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for your top mm-hmm. three cereals. Oh, I talk about this every time. Honey Bunches of Oats, hands down, the original. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Tupperware Ready, best friends. <laughs> okay, it's there's one. It's so good, and it makes you feel, quote, unquote, good about yourself when you're just eating cereal. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, because it's high-key, just amazing. <laughs> wow. We're two for two. <laughs> So this third one changes. Um, it can either no. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick one, and I think I'm gonna go with cocoa puffs. Ooh, little it's yeah. a little uh, a little chocolate. treat, little treat for you. It's a little it's a little treat, you know. And I honestly I love cereal, and I could eat it for the rest of my life. And that's just because I don't really care for cooking. So mm. that's tough but fair. Um, it's hard to screw up cereal. Um, the, I, I will throw. I will throw. If as long as we're on the healthy cereal kick, uh, I will throw yeah. Special K Red Berries in there. I was going to say the original Special K, like just the mm-hmm. the plain one, is just it's, it's really so good. good. It is. I, it is. I love it. Cocoa Puffs are a treat, and it has been a treat yeah. to talk with Kristen Helmberger, our guest here on the Ryla Cast. Kristen, thanks for your time. Thanks, Tom. And our thanks once again to Kristen Helmberger uh, out there in Los Angeles, City of Angels, Hollywood, um, for being our guest here on uh, the Ryla cast. Um, Josie has actually not heard that interview. So what? Uh, here, here with a here with a a, a fake uh, a, a here with a fake reaction to Kristen's interview is Josie. Wow, that was just <laughs> that was that was really good. Uh, there were a lot of things that I didn't know in there, uh, uh-huh. but also some things that I did. But <laughs> I do want to thank Kristen for her time. Yes, that was uh, that was very uh, very good. Uh, and so uh, it's now my turn to uh, to wrap this bad boy up uh, and to bring it home with uh, the quote of the week. And our quote of the week: uh, We are going to go to the um we're going to go to the idea of uh, of teachers uh, i have been i have uh, m- i mentioned off the top that my, my my wife is a teacher um and i uh you know i think that teachers have been in a, a very tough spot uh recently um this is a i think that they've been they've been put out there in in uh, in difficult situations and in, in trying circumstances, trying to, uh, to educate kids. I know I see it from my wife that, you know, from, from the micro perspective, uh, it is, it is a lot more difficult to do her job today than it is uh, to do, uh, you know, than, than it was just in normal times. But, um, there was, a t- uh, but I think that in a lot of ways as, uh, as leaders, you know, we are, we are, um, we are fundamentally teachers and that's something that, that is, is uh, a core principle of what we're about. And so I want to go to a quote from uh, William Arthur Ward, 
Uh, he's uh, actually a, a, a Texan, I believe. Um, he he was uh, he had a, a, a column in the Four Star Telegram. Um, he went to he received he went to McMurray, which is in Abilene, uh, and then he did uh, he did some work at the University of Texas and what was the North Texas State University. He was uh, he went to Texas Wesleyan. Oh, the Texan. I, I, in fact, I would need to see. I don't know off the top of my head if he was born in Texas, but he spent a lot of time in Texas. Anyway, he's an American motivational writer is how they they describe him. He has a good quote, which is, a mediocre teacher tells, a good teacher explains, the superior teacher demonstrates, the great teacher inspires. And kind of going back to what you were talking about in our first segment about um, Alan McDonald and the the value of of ethical leadership um, and doing what you think is right, um, I think that that is – I think in a lot of ways, uh, what what leadership's job is and the, the mark of great leaders is to inspire people to be great leaders themselves, where I don't want to say you teach people to put yourself out of work, but like in a lot of ways, your job is is to be exponential as opposed to, um, you know, just doing, you know, doing your job and, and getting, getting across the finish line. Your job is to grow more leaders and to inspire more, more leaders. And I think that that's a, a, a good way of, of thinking about it, which is that, uh, you know, if, if you replace a teacher with leader in that example, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a, a mediocre, a mediocre leader tells it's like, yeah, okay. If I'm an okay leader, I can just tell you, Hey, I need you to go do this. Okay. That's fine. Uh, a good a good leader explains. Okay, yeah, you know what? I I I need you to go do this. Here's why I need you to go do this. Uh, the superior teacher demonstrates. Okay, yeah, I can see that and be like, this is why we need to do it. I'll show you how to do it. I need you to do this a certain way. But the 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 great leader inspires in the sense that the people that you you the people that you delegate understand fully what we're about and want to go out there and do it for their own for the reasons that you have driven them to do you know what i mean and yeah and so i i liked that quote a lot in in the leadership sense uh also liked it in in the teacher sense and i shared it with my wife and she liked it too so uh there it is your quote of the week teacher do you have approved. any fi- do you have any final thoughts before i go uh, to the outro the only final thought is william arthur ward while in fort worth served on the board of directors for rotary no way. According to Wikipedia. Wow. Which is never wrong. So there's our Rotarian tie-in. You know what? Shout out me for uh, <laughs> backing into that one. It's that's that's the official. Uh, you know, that's that's the Rylecast way is backing into like surprise Rotary <laughs> connections. <laughs> right. We did it. We did it. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Rallycast. We sure appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, and uh, if you like this podcast, please rate and review it and uh, tell a friend. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the Rallycast is Josie. Yes. Go ahead. Um, in school. Sure. Walk right up to that chalkboard and write, <laughs> listen to the Rallycast. Just over and over and over, though, Just like Bart Simpson in the intro. Exactly. And did like, you ever? Did you? You didn't ever have to. You were a good kid in school. You never had to do that. But that also, I also feel like by the time we were in school, that was kind of an an outdated form of detention. Right. I do. I'm trying to remember. I did get in trouble because someone, the the vice principal in sixth or seventh grade, thought that I wrote my name on the grout in the boys' bathroom. 
And I'm Did like, you? why would I? No. Why would I write my own name to implicate like, myself? Yeah. It's like you're signing your own warrant. Right. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Josie, thanks for your courage. See you next time on the Rylocast. <laughs>